Well, a very good morning to you. A good morning. It was fantastic having that time of worship. It wasn't it? Does it put you in the mood for it? Well, it certainly puts me in the mood for it. I'm always in the mood for Christmas. I'm sorry, I, I'm going to be going to get on your nerves a bit this morning, but if you're not a very Christmassy person, because I, I am. My decorations have been up since November. <laughs> um, and um, what else have I done? Oh, yeah, you, I, would, I, I just love you all to see it. But because I'm not a grunge, because I really believe that, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. And when I look at my Christmas tree, some people say, but that's a pagan, that's from the pagan thing. And I look at my Christmas tree, I think, oh, no, that's God's creation. Now, mine's just artificial, so. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And when I look at the lights, I think, God came in the darkness. You know, it was the lights mean something to me. And every time I put my lights, I've got lights everywhere. I've got candles everywhere. Um, because I absolutely, I've got, um, what do you call it, snow, snowflakes not real ones, of course, but big snowflakes, and I've got them everywhere hanging from the ceiling, and I thought, I've got to get more, because for, I definitely, every year when the sales are on, I always buy more to, to hang, because to me, a snowflake is the most amazing thing. Do you know a snowflake is unique? That no two snowflakes are the same. Does that not make you wonder? Well, I want to thank you, Kish, because I don't know if you knew what I was speaking about this morning, but you've introduced it, my talk, which is wonder, the wonder of God. And you know what? It's all around us. Ian, let me have little Levi for a minute, just one minute. God's, you know, his wonder is all around us. If you hold that, we'll try and do this. Okay? Now look at this. What is that? Yes, it's a little baby boy. But this, if that doesn't make us have wonder in our heart, what will? Do you know, I can imagine what the lives are, right, are thinking right now. You know, what are they, their mouths would be wide open. They'd be just gawping at this little baby. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. So, let's praise God. And I'm just going to start my message now. And I've, I've gone halfway through, I think. But never mind. There we are. I was told just to be me. <laughs> so let me start so I have said good morning everybody okay so how are you doing only two weeks to Christmas two weeks to Christmas you know the Christmas music has been playing Alan said it in his word the Christmas music has been playing since October it's been playing um, before we even had our summer holidays we couldn't believe it we were ready for our, getting ready for our summer holidays going and getting the suntan lotion and all you, we could hear was um, walking in a winter wonderland, roasting chestnuts on the fire, chestnuts on the fire, and it's a wonderful time of the year. Well, you know, if we're going to be absolutely honest, how many of us would say it is the most wonderful time of the year right now? You know, amidst all the preparations that we have to do, the shopping, parties, kids, kids and husbands, you know, they're our biggest, uh, and lovely, lovely husbands that we have to make sure we're looking after, you know. <laughs> so, how many of us have had the most, or, or are having the most wonderful time of the year? Is there anybody that's roasting chestnut, uh, that have roasted chestnut on the fire yet? Anybody? You have not. <laughs> <laughs> You've eaten the chestnuts, that's all I know. 
But, you know, it's so easy, so easy to lose sight of Christmas in this busy time. You know, busyness and illnesses. I mean, when I hear what Aaron's family's gone through, just one, when you've got five kids, things spread from one to another to another to another. You know, illnesses, you know, all these things, appointments that we, these are all things that we have to deal with. It's not something that, well, you know, I'm I'm not giving Christmas a thought. They're all real things that we have to deal with. And it can, you know, this time of year, it can be an emotional time of year. You know, if um, we've lost a loved one, we've lost a cousin this week, um, Linda and I, and so for their close family especially, it's going to be a very hard Christmas for them. But, you know, um, it's, it's not all, you know, bright and, you know, wonderful. But I want to give us hope in this time, even if it is a hard time for you, whatever you are going through. Um, maybe you've lost a job or you need a job. In fact, it's just sometimes it gets to the stage where you just think, I don't know, you just want to scream. Yeah, ah, I just want this all over. Has anybody ever been at that stage? I know I have. And I know it was especially when the kids were wee. And you have so much to do. And you've got so much on your list, you know. Well, I'm praying that we will know Emmanuel. If there's anything you go away with today, please let it be the word Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. If we can go away with that ingrained, I mean absolutely ingrained in our heart, Emmanuel, God with us. And we can, and that's my prayer for us today, that we find that, we, we, we receive that in a new and fresh way. I want to talk about the, the wonder, the wonder of Christmas. To be filled, I mean absolutely filled with God's wonder. That when you, like, I remember when I went to see Niagara Falls, I'm, I mean, to me, I, my mouth was just like, I couldn't believe how close you could get to Niagara Falls. I could have almost jumped in. You know, I could not, and the sound, the sound, it was just so roaring and ro- And I thought, wow, God, you're amazing. If this is the sound of the Niagara Falls, what, oh my goodness, you're just amazing. This is your creation and the wonder and I have this wonder in me when I look at things. And, and sometimes I've got to calm down a little bit. Hey, calm down, calm down, calm down. He's saying, right, as if, eh? Anyway, it's wonder. That meaning, uh, that, the meaning I'm talking about is that feeling of amazement, admiration, caused by something beautiful, like we saw Levi, or re, uh, remarkable or familiar. You know, in the song, O Holy Night, it says, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. The weary world rejoices. You know, it's a weary world. If we had to look out there, I'm sure you would all agree, if we did, we do. We look out there, and it's a bit weary, isn't it? If we think about all these things, if we think of all that's going on, and, and you know, and we've got to think about these things. But that's not where our hope is coming from. That weariness gets lifted when we begin to see the light and see that it's Jesus. Jesus is in that weary world. You know, he knows about it all. You know, it says the next word, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. We've got to believe that every day is a new day. 
A brand new day is dawning. A brand new day is dawning for each one of you. Whatever situation, circumstance, I can remember going through some of the hardest times in my life and I can look back on them. I thought they would never, ever end. I really believed that with all my heart, but they did. They were, first of all, it's a little light at the end of a tunnel. And then all of a sudden, you think, I feel, I feel real again. I feel new again. I feel me again. And I know that sometimes that's how you can feel. It's a whole a message of hope. I want you to talk about three sets of people that will help us in our struggles this Christmas to see wonder is all around us. Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, and the wise men. Um, I just want to read from Luke. It's Luke 1, 26 to 38. Let's really get into the story. Let's really imagine what this was like. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel. Mary was greatly troubled at at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will know no end in this weary world. There's a kingdom that will know no end. How will this be, Mary asked the the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible for God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. My goodness, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left. I want to speak about the wonder of Mary. So how did Mary express her wonder? She says, and I'll explain it a bit later, says she treasured and she pondered these amazing things in her heart. So we can see that heart's got a lot to do with Christmas time. And that was... That was her response. You know, back to the story, can you just imagine Mary having to share that news with Joseph, who she was engaged to? Mary had been thinking, she must have been thinking, oh no, what's what's going to think? He's not going to believe me. What's my family going to believe me? Is he going to marry me? Is, you know, there's just so many questions in her mind that she would be going over. She goes off to see her, her cousin Elizabeth, who is pregnant in her old age. Oh God, don't, I don't want that miracle, please. <laughs> you know, imagine being pregnant in your old age, oh my word. Anyway, Mary would be greatly encouraged. She encouraged, Elizabeth encouraged Mary so much because she, she was able to tell her, this is from God, what your experience is, it is godly. And that would have been such an encouragement for, for Mary. And as you can imagine, it would be a very difficult um, situation for Joseph to understand. And he wonders what he's going to do about it. I mean, he did think about it. He thought, you know, he must have thought, who's she been with? 
didn't think she was like that, you know. All the thoughts that went, and he was a, no, a normal man. So he would think these things like a, a normal woman would think that as well. Well, there was a conflict in Joseph's soul, it says, about what to believe. But he was a godly, and I think if we just draw from what kind of person Mary and Joseph from, and glean from their characters, because Joseph must have been, a, he was a godly man, he was gracious, tender, and he was very considerate and loving towards Mary. And he didn't want her to be exposed to disgrace or harmed because she could have been stoned because she was pregnant and she wasn't married. And he had it in his mind. He thought, well, I'll do this. I'll divorce her quietly. Now, again, he could have went and said, right, I'm going to get you in front of everybody, you wicked woman. You know, and natural thoughts. What would natural thoughts be like? But he was thinking godly thoughts, godly thoughts. And he said, I'm going to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, he has a dream from God instructing him to take Mary as his wife. In Matthew 1, 20 and 21, it says, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. At um, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth her son, and you shall call him Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. This was a sign of God. Um, this was a sign of God's approval for Joseph. This is what he needed to hear. He needed to hear the approval of God. He needed to hear God's voice. He wasn't listening to all the voices round about him. He wasn't listening to all the doubters and everything. He heard God's voice and he obeyed it. That's a lovely characteristic to have to have obedience. And he must have been quite an amazing man. You know, um, it was the start. You know, he could have said at any time, you know, okay, even the angel, pff, I just dreamt that. You know, no way am I going to go ahead with this, but he didn't. It was the start of a hard road for Mary and Joseph, a very hard road. They would face gossiping, and we know what gossip's like. It spreads like wildfire. They would face slander, you know. They would be sneering. They would lose friends. They would lose relatives. It was the start of a very hard road. They also had to take a long journey to Bethlehem, as you know, um, to, for the census and Mary pregnant on a donkey well anybody that's been pregnant it's hard enough you know not on a donkey you know, <laughs> you know what I mean it's to, you see people walking like like this and, and I walked like that so it's okay but what I'm trying to say is when we went to Haiti there wasn't ambulances and people to take you to hospital. Women that were pregnant would walk if they had no, if they had no money for, to get a motorbike, to sit on the back of a motorbike. And they would, be on, they would walk in the sunshine for hours after hours in labor to get to the hospital. At that time, we didn't have a new hospital. It was the pits. So, you know, Mary had to go on this donkey for this journey it was part of a struggle, wasn't it? And when they get there, it doesn't even stop. There's no room in the inn. For goodness sake, you'd think there would have been somewhere for her to have laid her head to, get, to, to have her baby. But no, there wasn't. You know, it's hard to comprehend all that Mary was going through as a mother of the one who would save mankind. The challenges and difficulties they faced and overcame doing the, doing the will of God. They were in the will of God, but they had struggles they had 
they, they had challenges. Um, it should encourage us when we go through our challenges and our hardships. Doing the will of God can be a hard thing. Doing the will of God has consequences and not always. They're hard sometimes to walk through. We see one of Mary's strengths was her trust in God. Mary knew the Lord was with her. She didn't, well, I wonder, I wonder if God's going to see me through this. I wonder if he's here. She had a deep, deep relationship with God. And um, that's very evident, or she wouldn't have started that journey. She knew he was with her. Luke one twenty eight says, The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly flavoured. Favoured. Do you know, when I did this at home, I did exactly the same. Right. You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Her relationship with God was so sincere, so deep, and so real. And she knew that when what God said, he meant it. And she didn't go against anything that God said she would be obedient. Um... You know, all Mary wanted to do was give God glory and lift him up. That was her heart. And that's why God searched, he searched for to get the right person. Because it's not about outward appearances. There would probably be loads of people out there with outward appearances that could have done it. But he was looking for the heart, the heart that would finish the job off. The heart that wouldn't be complaining and grumbling. Mary and Joseph worked out every problem as they submitted the will of, to the will of God. She trusted him with her consequences. She trusted him, well, okay, then I'm going to get sneered at. I'm going to get talked about. You know, this, when you go to school, and I just feel for the kids nowadays, and they go and they get bullied. This word is for you. The Lord is with you. He sees you. He cares for you. And don't let bullies, they've got an ego. You've got a godly conscience and, a, and you have got a different spirit to them. And you mustn't, you must be, begin to believe like Mary did. She knew she was going to be sneered at. She knew she was going to be laughed at. She knew all these things. And she was a young girl. She wasn't an older lady or anything like that. So but confidence grow within you. Get somebody alongside you that's going to pray with you and say, get to put, and, and that strength comes from within because in, if we look through our ordinary eyes, we won't see the way through. So God is, is, is in it. Yes, I will do this. She's never, Mary is such a great example to learn from. Mary never lost sight of God's higher purpose and master plan. She didn't know it all. She didn't know all the plans and that. And I think as people, we want to know them. We said, right, I'll need to know exactly what time, where we're going, and this and that. She didn't, but she knew there was a higher purpose. She knew God had a great plan. Um, even when she knew her son was going to be crucified, she obeyed God. She didn't try to stop it. In her anguish and pain, she stood back and she allowed it to happen. Now, if anybody's going to lay a finger on one of her kids, what are we like? What are we like? Come on. One finger on them and she had to stand there. What an amazing woman of God. And that strength from within, that's what I want. I want that Mary had. I want it. That's what I want this Christmas. I want that strength to help me, to get me through. Let's back, sit back and listen to this beautiful song. This is your turn to sit back. You know, it says, make room. What did that song say? Let every heart prepare and make room. 
for him this Christmas. Let's sit back and make room for him this Christmas. Yeah, you've got all the things on your mind, but this is your opportunity. This is your chance for your heart, for God to do a deep work. And I just would like just to say, as you sit back and listen to the song, this is um, Mary Did, it's called Mary Did You Know? And it reminds of us some of the amazing, I'd ask you to listen to it and wonder of what an amazing God that he is and what Jesus did us. And let it impact us. Don't let it just go in one ear and out the other. Let it impact us and fill us with wonder. That wonder feeling, a feeling of amazement at such an awesome God. Let's put the lights out and let's put this song on.
Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would move right now. Thank you that you came into this world that we might be saved. Thank you that you are the great I am. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would do a deep work in each of our hearts, that we'd just be in wonder of who you are, not from what we can get from you, God, but for the, in the wonder of who you are this morning. We thank you because we know ahead of time what you went and did for us, each one. Just have your way, Holy Spirit, today and let us go out overflowing with wonder and let us make room in our hearts for you this season in the name of Jesus. Amen. Quite a haunting song, song isn't it? Uh, um, did it make you think and wonder who God is, our amazing God? Sometimes we can kind of forget that he's the creator of the universe. He's bit that... We should have that wonder, that amazement in our spirits. Let's remember all the things in that song about our Savior, when all the tinsel, when all the celebrations and everything's over, because that's what it's about. The wonder of the shepherds, number two, my second one, a group of people. So how did the shepherds express their wonder? They said they hurried to find Jesus in their amazement. The heart of God came down for all mankind. It came down for the rich, the poor, the lowly, the outcasts, the shepherds. Let's step into the story in Luke 2, verses 8 to 11. Now, there were some country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Suddenly, a great, in verse 13, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Can you imagine the wonder in the shepherds' faces when these shepherds appeared to them, the shepherds watching their sheep that night, like any ordinary cold night. There were no lights or lamps or lampposts about. There would just be the stars. And they were in, and it would probably be cold, and they were probably dirty and wishing they could be home or something like that. But this angel appears, and they were, it says they were great, well, greatly afraid I think we all would be greatly afraid. It says, but don't be afraid. I bring you the most joyful news. This is what Christmas is. It's meant to be the joy. Everything else is, you know, on the outside. And we know that we have to do things. But there's meant to be that joy. Joy comes from within. Happiness comes from whatever we get. You know, whatever presents we get. I'll be ha If I don't get the right one, I will be. Uh, if I get the right one, I'll be happy. But if I don't, I won't. That joy, it comes from within. It's always there. You know, it says suddenly the angel was joined by a host of others. The armies of heaven all praising God. Can you imagine the look on the shepherd's face? Just begin to think, what would you be like? You'd be, your face, it would be just, you'd just be gobsmacked. You just would not believe that this was happening to you if you were a shepherd. But you know, the beautiful heart of God, ah, the beautiful heart of God chose to reveal his birth to his son, 
to, um, of his son to the lowly shepherds who were looked down on, who were nobodies. You know, in some people's eyes, they were just dirty shepherds who had nothing to offer. And that's what God chooses. He chooses those that are the least. You know, um, Aaron, Aaron gave us this, um, told us this little story at his work. Um, he, he was just saying, I've just written this down. He got a card from one of his customers who's an addict. And he said, um, uh, where is the, the writing? To all the clan, thanks for everything you do for us all on a daily basis. It's especially nice to get a smile and a wee chat and not just a wee swally of our usual drink. Cheers, troops. And he's got a funny face with the two O's. What? And he's, got, he's a lovely writer. This isn't his. He's a lovely writer. That boy's got so much potential. But God, you know, that's what Christmas is about. Wonder is all around us. When, when the people in that shop give a smile, when they just give them a chance to talk for, rather than, there you are, get out. It, they show a bit of compassion. That's affected that boy, that boy's life. It really has. And that's all, you know, we think we've got, it won't always be, always be, I haven't had one yet, angels appearing to us. But it's in the everyday things, you know. We don't even realize that an angel's been sitting beside us, maybe on a bus or in a car or on a train. You know, someone that gives you that little bit of encouragement or, or we give somebody a little bit of encouragement, what it can do for them. Because we know that God feels pity for the weak and needy. God is there in the ordinary moments of life. The shepherds' circumstances, you know, their circumstances hadn't changed, but they had somehow changed within them. You know, they were probably tired and weary and had worries and had to go home and face problems, but something happened to, that, to them that night. The wonder of God showed up for them. And they had to, a mind shift. That's what, they had a mind shift that night. Because they thought, who am I? What am I? I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. I'm never going to make it. And they had a mind shift. They must have thought, God would come to me, to us. And I don't know about you. Is that not what you think about yourself? I, I, that's what I think about myself. I think, God, I felt the least. As a little girl, I felt the least. And this is what I perceived because all my sisters, I've got four sisters, and they all would all say something different. But what I perceived, I was the least in that family. I felt I was the least intelligent. I was the least beautiful. I was the least, um, I, I just never, never could ask a question because I was just the fear of somebody just putting you down. You don't know the answer to that. You know, and that's one of the things God taught me about loving myself was never be afraid to say to somebody, you know what, I haven't got a clue what you're going on about, but I could find that out for you, you know. And God just wants us to be ourselves. And I began to, to believe in myself, and I believe that that's what happened with this, the shepherds, a new mindset. I got a new mindset. I began, God, you love me. How can you love me? You know what sometimes my thoughts are. You know where... And he says, I love you. And he loves you. And he loved the shepherds. And he, he loves the least of them. You know, he brings hope into the hopeless situations. Hope that is anchored to our soul. Not just, oh, I hope so, God. I hope you're there. Hope that is anchored to our soul. I have a hope 
and, and got an eternity. My life isn't, it's getting shorter. <laughs> you know, I know that. But it's, my life will be forever in eternity. And that's what we mustn't forget, that hope that is anchored. Everyone, every day, God says to us, I'm with you. And, you know, he does it in the form of a robin with me. He reminds me that he's with me in the form of a robin. That's why I want you to say, wonder is all around us. This little robin will appear, and it appeared yesterday, twice. And I just, Jimmy, Jimmy, come and see the robin, the robin. I get so excited. Come see, it's coming. It's sitting. And I says, it's sat there for twice as long. And I just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Because I needed that little bit of encouragement. I needed that. And you would do that just for me. And he's doing it for you. He's doing it all the time for you, for every one of us. It's just amazing. It says the shepherd's response was they hurried off. Uh, they could not wait to see Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Can you imagine them going in there, the wonder that was on their face? Can you imagine Mary and Joseph? You know, they would be shocked as well. And they saw them. And the wonder that was on their face because they had seen the baby Jesus first. And it must have been a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I believe it says Mary treasured these things in her heart because it was more confirmation. She had had confirmation from the angel. She had had confirmation from her um, cousin Elizabeth. And now the shepherds come and it was another encouragement for her. It was beautiful. Um, I bet she was hanging on to every word, wanting to hear every detail. And I bet the shepherds were saying, and guess what next? And they would probably all be trying to talk at the one time and the excitement that would be in their voice. It would, wouldn't it? The excitement that would be in their voices because they, were, they had come and seen Jesus, um, the saviour of the world. After the shepherds had seen, it say, seen them, it says they left um, they left and it says spread the word. They went out and evangelized. Woohoo! But evangelists, one of some of the first evangelists, like, uh, well, we know John the Baptist, but these were the first to go out there and tell about the Savior. Amazing. And, and it says, and all those who heard it marveled at these things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in their heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God. Glorifying and praising God. We must never forget what it's all about and they about what they had heard and seen and it says eventually the whole world would you know eventually the whole world would celebrate the coming of the 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 king child but for now it was just the shepherds that knew what had happened in bethlehem the shepherds response was they returned to their flocks glorifying praising god they discovered a wonder that night and that changed their lives forever they went back thinking to themselves, we're not losers, we're winners. We're not losers, we're winners. You know, what people think of us. If God thinks this of me, well, I'm not going to think anymore that we're losers. It was a wonder so great that these shepherds couldn't help but tell of them. So they knew a joy that the world couldn't deliver and deny. They, they found a love and fulfillment no man or earthly thing could give them. And that's what God wants for us today, this Christmas. Joy from within, to run to him. Not just to think, oh, I can't be bothered going to him this morning, you know. But to run to him because of who he is. Um, and that's where the change will come. The wonder of the wise men, the last one. 
So how did the wise men express the wonder? It says they sought and they found. The wise men came looking for Jesus from afar. We don't have to do that. Jesus is right beside us. Emmanuel, God with us. Every minute of every day, God, he's with us. He's with us. So when we start to get fearful and frightened, God, Emmanuel, you are with me. And I just want that that is one of the things we go away with from with today. It says that the wise men came to Jerusalem, Matthew 2, 1. They came to Jerusalem and asked, where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen the star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. He was threatened and he was jealous. He, he could see, he had a different spirit to Mary and Joseph. He had an ego and he wanted that ego filled. He wanted to keep the power, and he wanted to keep the the, um, um, the power. And he was threatened, and he was jealous. And sometimes you don't know that in people. There can be a jealousy there, or they can be threatened by other people. Um, but and Mary and Joseph's, they, they Joseph didn't have that ego. Theirs was all glory, all praise to God. They didn't need it. They didn't need to be recognized. Someone with an ego needs to be recognized. But when, it, when we love God and we know God, we don't need that ego. We don't need to think, you know, feel threatened or jealous because we know God and we want to give him all the glory. He even lies to the, Herod lies to them and says, oh, come back this way and uh, because I would like to worship him. Sometimes outwardly you don't know what's really in somebody's heart. You know, I want to worship him. He had no intention to worship him. He wanted to kill him. They followed the star until the, ship, the wise men followed the star, it says, until it stood over where the child was. I'm just about finished. Verse 10 says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Are we going to go into a time of worship with exceedingly great joy? Because we know today that we can, um, that he's here and we can worship him. It says they fell down and worshipped him. I tell you, sometimes when I worship, sometimes I, I, I can't stop, but I keep bending, 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 and I know it's God bending me. It's almost like in his presence sometimes that reverence and awe is so strong, it's overwhelming that you can't do anything else. And God wants that for us in our everyday life, to have that reverence for him, that awe for him. Um, and it, it says they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh, God's provision. But they were warned in a dream to go back to, Her to um, not to go back to Herod and return to a country, a different route. They went to seek Jesus and they found him. Wherever we need to seek Jesus in, we will find him. If we've got that heart and that desire, we will find him. This Christmas, let's seek to worship him with a fresh sense of great wonder. Let's capture a fresh glimpse of Emmanuel, God with us. If that is our aim, then we won't get disappointed this Christmas. We won't be disappointed with any presence because we will have been in his presence and we will have received his presence and we will know his presence and we will know that God is with us. You know, just to to help get the Christmas spirit in the house, um, I was reminded when I brought my decorations down that um, 
we used to do a special thing. It was when the boys left the house and just had the girls. Um, we'd do something special. And we would write cards to Jesus and say, happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday. Each of us would write and thank him for every single thing that he had done for us in our lives. We would say, oh God, you did this, you did that. And each one of us, then we'd got a piece of paper and we had our picture on it. And we'd write something beautiful about each other, positive about each other, things that um, we were grateful for and uh, We'd write a blessing on it for that person and we'd pass it around so every person, the four of us, would write something on it. And it's a, I brought it down from the attic because we would do this over years and uh, I was just reading them and it was so touching, just so amazing what was written. And I couldn't believe it, a part of it that was said about myself and it was just the most wonderful thing. And it just, but it was memories, it was beautiful memories. And that's what we did to help us to remember Christmas. And um, I put them back up in the attic because I couldn't read them again, you know. I just see, and you see the writing changing over the years and everything. So that's one of the things we did anyway to keep Christmas alive and on and, and a busy day. There weren't babies or wee children, I, I can say that. Um, but that's what we did. So what gifts can we bring them? We're going to sing our last song in a few minutes. You know... Jesus, the hope of this weary world, what gifts can we bring him? Well, we can give him our will. We can learn from Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men. We give him our will. We can give him our adoration and our praise. And sometimes we don't feel like it, but that's when we need to give up a sacrifice of praise. That sacrifice of praise when we, don't feel, when we least feel, feel like it. We want give him our obedience. We can be obedient when he speaks to us and say, I want you to stop this right now. I want you to do this right now. We can be obedient. And that's where the blessing is. Or we have humility. Out of all of them, I just see humility, a humble spirit. Each one of them had such a humble spirit. Do you not want to go through this Christmas having the most humble spirit? The most servant spirit. Look, let me take that cup through for you. I'm sure, Isaac, you learned a lot about a servant spirit when you were in Australia. Yeah? And I would love to hear all the things that you learned from there. Because we have to learn as much as, as possible. But a servant spirit that comes from within, and, and it's a great privilege to do it. You don't do it, is that right? You don't do it out of because I've been told to do this, or I better do this, or people will look at me but it comes from within because God touches your heart and you know that Jesus was the greatest servant. Is that right? Yep. You could preach on that, boy. <laughs> yeah. Give him our weaknesses as well. Give him our weaknesses. Say, God, because when I'm weak, he is strong. Give him your shame and your embarrassments. Sometimes I get embarrassed. Sometimes I get very embarrassed because... I'm shouted at Jimmy or something, not very often, of course, is it? But, uh, you know, I do have a little shout now and there, a little rant, as you would say. I have a little rant at him now and then. But, you know, I get on my knees and say, oh, God, I'm really sorry. I know. I say sorry to God first before I say sorry to, I say to Jimmy. He, he always says, you never say sorry. I, I do, but it's maybe a day later. But I've said sorry to God, you know. So, yeah, so share our weaknesses as well. 
Mary, Joseph, the shepherds and the wise men all left worshipping, praising and glorifying God. God's looking for the whole world to be filled with his glory. That's, that's, what, that's what, what God's for. He wants to show his hope um, his, for his glory to fill the earth. And, and he wants us to fill the earth. He wants us to be humble and, and be like that. The moment you lose your wonder, you begin to wander. I'm telling you, I'm going to say that again because it's important. The moment you lose your wonder, you begin to wander. You wander off the, the wrong, the, onto the wrong path. You begin to wonder all the wrong things. Let's make absolutely sure that we don't lose wonder, the, the wonder and lose that childlike wonder. That childlike wonder, you know, that sense of amazement, admiration caused by something beautiful. Yes, Christmas can be a difficult time. Yes, it can be an emotional time, challenging time with many struggles. But we can learn from the Christmas story how to help us through that time. But if we truly believe, like Mary did, that Emmanuel, God, is with me, then we can face every situation with, a, with a, not a mindset but heart set, knowing God is with me, whatever happens. Uh, let's choose to follow the examples of Mary and that. Jesus trusted and obeyed his father and only did what his father asked him to do. Let's remember, he is called, this, the, the verse that Alan asked us to remember from Isaiah 9-6, he's called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. If we keep, no wonder you asked us to remember that because that's what, who's with us every, every minute of the day. He's with us, you know. Just even that little verse on its own. And he came to bind up the brokenhearted. You know, we're never stuck. He's with us 24-7. He sent his Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to comfort us, to protect us. That's what we have living within us. We should, we've got great hope for our future, great hope for our children, because he is with us, and, we will, and our children are going to believe in and prophesying over our children. Let's, prophesy, let's show them the wonder. We must show them that wonder. And that. Let's stir up a desire to have God work deep in our hearts. Let's nothing stop you this Christmas from knowing rejoy real joy, filling every single part of your being with wonder. See the Christmas tree different this year. See the light, see the snowflakes, see whatever it is before you differently. See it with the eyes of faith instead of um, the, uh, the eyes of the world. Get into a kid's world. If you want to get that wonder, get into a kid's world. I love it when everybody's out and I'm just with the kids. That wonder thing. Granny Elmo, can we do this? What do you want to do? And where will we go? Well, we can go away up in space. No, Granny Elmo, we'll go further. We'll go higher and higher and higher. And there's a big moon there and there's a big star. Oh, Granny Elmo, this. It's just amazing. It's wonderful. And it's wonder. But that wonder can be knocked out of them. Little, even little Clara is telling her about my Robin. Teach them these things. Teach them the little things. Teach them this is everyday God. This is God appearing. Do you know that little Robin? I told her the story. We're going to pray that the Robin appears again. And uh, it didn't appear, right? But the next time 
she saw Robin, she said to Kate, Kate, we're going to pray the next time that we see it again. <sighs> something passed on, something beautiful. It's lovely. Get into their world. Um, they have to see God's wonder in us, though. They've got to see it. And life dulls that in us. I know that. It does. It dulls it in us. Life and its struggles and that. But we can get that wonder. We can keep that wonder. We can go to God and say, God, I'm losing my wonder. I'm losing it. Bring it back. But we've got to have the desire within for that to happen. The best form of spiritual warfare, just as a finish, and the fastest way to have victory in any trial is praise and worship to God. Let's do it, church. Let's do it. We're going to finish off with a song. And as we stand in a moment to sing, Oh, come, all ye faithful. I want you to hear the beating of God's heart when you hear the, the, the drum beats to the first song. And I want the love of God, I want you to let the love of God fill you and explode in your heart today. And just that desire, to have that desire for God to do something new within your heart today, for him to fill you with the wonder. And, that we, and if, you need, if you need something done in your emotions, ask him to do it. Say, God, I need to be freer in my emotions. I need to be freer to, to be able to, you know, I'm, I'm really a shy person. I was the shyest person on the face of the earth, and I can tell you that I was. And God did a mighty work in me. So whatever it is you want, let's just begin to play that now, uh, that, that song, as I pray. And let's begin. We give our all to Jesus, it says. We give our all to him in praise and worship. That means we give him praise and adoration. We lift him up. And as we lift him up, we, something happens. Let's Play that song just now. Holy Spirit, I just pray we can just hear your voice this morning. That you would speak to us. I don't know if we've got the song. We thank you for your word that is spoken. And I pray as we stand, let's stand. Let's stand and hear your, your heart beat, God. Every time we hear that drum and we see that expression of worship in this, this video, that Lord, something in us would explode. Father, we would know that you are the great I am. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, move in us. Without you, it's just words. It's just your words. We bless you and we praise you.
Amen. Just get the lights off. Why don't you just play that again for anyone who wants to enjoy it, for anyone whose kids need to go um, to see the special visitor. You can feel free to go, but why don't we just play that video again? That is tremendous. And what a fantastic word from Pastor Elmer this morning. Thank you so much. Let's just pray for our friends and family this Christmas. Come on, Father, we thank you so much for Elmer's word. We thank you for the wisdom and for the insight, Lord, and for the way that we can break down the gift and the message of Christmas. Father, we pray for our friends and family this year. If it's not about reaching the lost, Father, what is it all for? Father, I pray you'd give us boldness, confidence, wisdom, and your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us to those who need to hear your gospel message this Christmas. Father, we love you and we adore you and we worship you and we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, enjoy the video. Enjoy the cafe. Next week is our family service. Bring as many people as you can and let's fill this church um, so much and the Christmas Eve service as well. Bless you all. Have a fantastic week. Goodbye.